Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another episode of your favourite podcast, The Doss and D Show, and we're back on the Gold Coast for the next few weeks, but today we're bringing to you another powerful person with a powerful story and spreading an important message we don't talk too much about. Blake Mannering was only 20 years old when he was minding his own business after a night out and suddenly was coward kicked from the chin up and immediately put in hospital. Now, 11 years later, he's campaigning for Stop the Coward Punch and is about to embark on a 100km run to raise awareness. Blake shares the horrific details of his attack and the aftermath him and his family had to endure in their recovery process. But Blake even admits he's one of the lucky ones. Some victims have had their life taken from them instantly from one punch or hitting their head as they fall. Plus, we talk about how to defuse situations, protecting yourself and your mates when things begin to heat up, and the reason why king hits and coward attacks must stop. Although this is not the typical Dawson D episode, this podcast is a powerful one and the importance of the message should not be lost. Whether you're in the prime of your going out days, about to become legal to do so, or a parent of someone who is, no matter your age or if you're male or female, there is something in this message for everyone and something we can do to help. So now let's get into his brave and unbelievable story. Here he is, Blake Mannering. All right, Doss, we're in the, uh, a new Gold Coast studio, which is always uh, fun and games with the old setup, but I can't wait for this guest because this could be could be heavy. We don't even know where this is going to go, but let's introduce him. Blake Mannering, welcome to the Doss and D Show. G'day, boys. Thank you for having me. Mate, thanks for coming on. It's uh, We just had a really good chat before and, mate, you've got a lot going on. There's a lot happening right now and, and we're really grateful for your time, mate. So uh, I guess firstly, mate, you've got something big happening pretty soon. Let's jump straight into that. So... It's a big, huge run, 100Ks. Yeah. Tell us yeah. the details. Yeah, so um, next Saturday. So I'm running from Burley Hill. Gold Coasters will know Burley Hill. But uh, it's um, 100Ks on the dot to the Gabba in Brisbane. So wow. AFL cricket ground there. Running for Stop the Coward Punch campaign. So that's Danny Green's fundraiser. And it's obviously to, to raise aid and awareness um, and some education for young people surrounding this organisation and, and actually to stop some violence. You know, my little bit, if I'm going to run 100K, which I've obviously never done before, <laughs> but if, um, if I can do that and that hopefully motivates someone that, um, you know, you can you can do certain things and push your boundaries and have a bit of fun with it along the way, then everything's going to be all right. Mm. So, yeah. We'll get into the running a little bit later on and, yeah. and how you go personally with the running, but yeah. tell us about the story behind it. So yeah. why is this important to you and why are you taking part? Yeah, so um, it'd be 10 or 11 years ago now that um, I was actually a, a victim of, a, of assault. It was um, Anzac Day in 2012 and I was um, just waiting for a lift home with a couple of my mates. And, you know, back then, like, it was just all, all beers, like, it was all, it was all fine. Like, we were just waiting for a lift home and I was actually sitting down and um, I, I got booted in the head. So by, by someone who I didn't know, um, it was a random attack and... Well, like my, my recollection and memory of it is um, it's pretty clouded because obviously I got heavily concussed. But one, once I came to, I, I staggered across the, the main street and looked into a shop window and I thought I had a missing tooth, but it was actually my jaw was in half. Oh, um, oh. So there was, there was a gap there and it looked like a tooth was missing. And then a couple of my mates were like, oh, mate, we need to take you to hospital. I'm like, oh, guys, it's fine. I've just lost a tooth. Like I'll just go to the dentist on Monday. Like it's all good. But... I was obviously well and truly out of it. Spoke to the security guards and everything. They didn't want to have a bar of it. So we caught the courtesy bus to the hospital. And once we got to the hospital, I got 
straight up an injection of morphine. They looked at me straight away. They knew I wasn't all right. And it turns out then, along with the split um, of my jaw up the top here in um, in my, I guess, I think it's the connector or something they call it in the bottom jaw, they, the image they said was if you get your, your glass bottle and you throw it at the ground, it was all shattered all up here. So. Oh, right. And being in a rural country town of um, Taree there, it's... Um, there wasn't enough resources for my, for surgery and things like that, so I had to, to go down to Newcastle, so it was about a two-hour trip. But, yeah, the doctors just said, you're going to have to call your mum or we're have to gonna helicopter you down to John Hunter for, for surgery. And that, and that was hard, calling mum at 4am, you know, like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, mum, everything's okay, but I'm going to need you to take me to hospital. There's been an accident. And, and then post that, I had surgery 48 hours later and... Um, and then yeah, the, the rest is history. It's um, it was it was a pretty long bounce back from that. So were you with that night? Were you with a couple of mates? Were they sitting next to you in that whole scenario? This bloke just out of nowhere. So were you sitting on a park bench essentially? So picture you've got a, a, a shop window behind you. So we're just sort of sitting on that little step, and there's a shop window behind yep. you. So we're, we're just all sitting there. There's a mate here, another mate here, and we're looking over in the distance, and we could hear some idiot yelling at a girl, and he was literally like pushing and shoving. Uh, it looked like just a couple having a fight. And we yelled out things like, oh, leave her alone. She doesn't want to go home with you, stuff like that. But it was literally, I think, from even what the witnesses said about half an hour later that he came up and said who was saying something and then, yeah, kicked me in the head. And so it was um, like the result of it all was it was, it was obviously unprovoked because that's just silly. The mates and everybody else was involved. So does it then turn into a big tussle? No, no. There was nothing. There was no. There was no fight or anything at all. There was. There was no confrontation. It was all. It was all straight up in one motion. And one of the statements was, "It was like he was kicking off for a game of footy." Yeah. It was, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to play the victim card or anything at all. Um, it's more so talking about, "Hey, that this stuff can happen." As a result, I was the one that copped it. I just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time for someone that was that was triggered the wrong way. So, so this guy, have you spoken to him ever since? Do you know his background? Do you know his name? Do you know if he's got some kind of history in in either physical violence or anything like that? Do you know anything about him or no? No, no, and we've and uh, I'm at peace with that. But he he just walked free that night, and that was it. No, so there, there was there was things that happened. Um, in regards to there was court cases and things okay. that happened. My family actually kept private away from me for a little bit because they didn't want me to know about it. So mum and dad attended. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So they went through with it, your, your family? Yeah, I, I went to one or two. And and then, um, yeah, the, the fellow, he, he, he originally, he, he got um, a couple of months of a sentence, but it, it got let, he got let out on bail. And then I think he got a, about 10 months good behaviour or something. So, mm. and, and look, I, I'm at peace with not knowing where he is now. Um, it's obviously affected his family, things like that as well. I just hope that in some realm and wherever he is, that he's educating people that he's done something wrong to stop people from, yeah. from doing that as well. Because I'm hoping that he's gone through a lesson. Well, he, yeah. and I know, we don't want to be talking about him because yeah. he's the one who did the wrong thing, but yeah. he's lucky that you only ended up with, you know, the the issues, you know, with your, with jaw structure and having to go through surgery, but he's so lucky that you didn't die. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing too. And, and you're lucky that you didn't die. I, I should say that you're lucky as yeah, well. Definitely, like, man. But yeah, I mean, yeah. from his sake, like, mate, I can't imagine, if, imagine doing that all of a sudden you wake up the next day, you realise what you've done and that bloke's in a coma and he's, you know, surviving, oh, trying to, you know, survive for his life, you know. Which has happened, you know. I, I am one of the lucky ones. There's, yeah. there's been a lot of young people who have, who have lost their lives and 
um, it's all as a result of just something so silly, just a silly decision. Yeah. So when this happens to you, how are you feeling? Were you pissed off? Were you angry? Were you, initially, did you want to get revenge? And when you then the next time you go out with your mates and get on the pierce, like, did you feel comfortable even doing it, going out again? Like, what what are you like in social situations where people are drinking and acting? Yeah, it, it went, was it was yeah. a, it was a long time before I got confidence again. Yeah, um, yeah. I like you, you look at me. I'm not physically intimidating. You know, it's um I'm, I'm I was a very confident kid though, and um, I'd like to think in in my group of friends. Um, I, I'm, I'm that kind of guy that, you know, that we all want to hang around with and, you know, everybody came to my place and things like that. But it took a long time before I wanted to, to go out again. This happened down home in Taree and, and shortly, a couple of months after, once I sort of got movement back in my jaw, I moved to Hamilton Island and I, I, I ended up staying there for five, six years. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So it was, it was, a, it was like, oh, not much is going to happen down home. There's this that's happened, a bit of violence, but... There was no job opportunity down there and you can see how this can affect a couple of those people who stay there for a bit longer. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it, it, it took me a long time. And then once I did start going out, there was a safety net of Hamilton Island being a small community and it's an island, of course, so you do feel safer. But say we were to go to the mainland or anything and have fun, I honestly, I, I'm not an anxious person, but I, I felt like people were looking at me. I felt like I was going to get targeted. Yeah. Um, even at the even at the the pub on Hamilton Island, you know, I, I felt like that I was I was a target, and I probably wasn't. I probably yeah. wasn't at all. But um, it it took me a good five to six years to to get that confidence back. So, so there, essentially, like, there's a bit of PTSD there. So yeah. almost, uh, do you get flashbacks at all about it now? Did you when when you moved to Hamilton Island and? You know, did it really affect your day-to-day mental health? Looking back, it did. Um, at the time, I didn't know. At the time, I thought I was just going through a young 20 stage. I thought I was just going up and down with emotions. But there were times where I reflected on it and I think I just switched it off. But it, it's more so post-Hamilton um, Island moving to the Goldie, getting a bit older and stuff like that that I've reflected on. I was like, wow, holy shit. Like, I, I've, it, it did affect me a lot. And um, I struggled a lot with memory in my early 20s to about 28 29 and now heaps of stuff's just coming back to me it's like it's it's like it's i'm getting clearer again wow. i think i've let it all go and yeah it took a long time to to realize like i was doing stupid shit too like i was not not i was not not necessarily behaving wrong but just you know making stories up or like telling the wrong stories just to get attention and things and yeah. and it's just not true to the core of who i am and i was like oh maybe it's all or because I'm I'm tired or something, but looking back, mate, like I, I was I was really not well. Like 24, 25, I was I was pretty unhealthy mentally, and mm. um, I think it all caught up to me then. What would you say? Because now you're a father. Yeah. How many years? Eleven years ago, did you say it yeah. happened? Yeah. Yeah. So, what would you say if you're with your? Is it son or daughter? By the way. Sorry. Yeah, Cooper, my son. Cooper. Yeah. So, say you're with yeah. Cooper. Yeah. And you actually came face to face with the guy that that kicked you that night. What would yeah. you say to him? Um. Mate, I, I, far out. I've never been asked that before. It's um, it'd be it'd be pretty confronting, but at the same time, not not that I have any forgiveness. I would have forgiveness if he's helping others, because he also has a really important message to share. He could have ended up down a different direction um, as a result of that night, and he's in a position now where. You see these um, alcohol fueled fellas, you know, like, and, and this guy, he, he was a lot bigger than me too. Like, if, if it was a confrontation, he would have beat the shit out of me, put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's in a position of power where he can educate 
these younger fellows as well. It's like, hey, I've, I've made a really bad call and, and this is the result. This is what's happened to me. This is what happened, had the result of how my family felt afterwards, how my partner felt. And if I was to come across him with Cooper, I'd, I'd be like, mate, like, this is how I am now. Everything's okay. I, n- I need you to tell people that everything's going to be all right as yeah. well. Yeah. And you need to, you need to educate some people. Yeah. Is it is it not until now is what like so we're going eleven years ago. Yeah, it's now that you're doing the run. Obviously, you know there's what Danny Green is doing with Stop the Cow Punch, and that movement's only probably relatively new in the last few years. But is it only since having a, a child that you've now kind of gone, holy shit! Like imagine that happening to my kid. Yeah. Like my parents must have been absolutely mortified. You can understand why they wanted to press charges. Like it's something that now you only realize is whole, like this is this is something that we need to change 100 percent. i can't even remember why i thought of it again there was nothing that triggered it i was just looking at cooper one night and i just started thinking about it and i was like wow like and I, I got really upset within myself i was like mum and dad had to experience this my sisters had to experience this i can't imagine this happening to cooper and i was like i'm there cooper so yeah. it's like yeah and, and it was obvious, like, my heart was just breaking because I cannot imagine him getting hurt like that. You know, that's just my, that's just my family. That's just the core of my family. You know, I've, since I've started this, I've had a couple of friends who I haven't spoken to for about five or six years say, like, I remember this night so clearly. I think about it often. I had one mate who I was really close with growing up and, you know, things don't change when you catch up with them every five years or so. Yeah. Um, he messaged me. He's like, "Oh, I don't know if you know, but I got hurt that night too." Um, and I didn't even think of that. Like, I, of course, like yeah. he he got injured in another incident that night, and but he was with me in hospital. And I was like, "Mate, like, I'm I'm sorry that I I didn't even think of that." You know, like so, a lot of people were affected that night, and um, it's not as if there was there was fights or anything happening. It was just a, a silly thing that happened. Was, mm. Yeah. So as we bring these attacks like into the light of society, like. Is this becoming more prevalent now, 11 years later, like you mentioned off air, like now there's a heavy drug culture, especially in Australia, like that might not have been even there 10 or 11 years ago. So is this becoming, yeah, more consistent, prevalent within young people? Definitely. And um, I even read a stat yesterday about um, how Australia is number one with cocaine. It's, yeah. it's And these kids that are taking it, it's probably not even cocaine, to be honest. It's like, mm. who, who knows what the hell these guys are putting into to these drugs and you see it all the time. Like I work in the hotel industry and the kids that are coming in to check in, you know, they come in with a box of cruises, but that's it. Like what else are they taking? Yeah. And, and we see the stuff that they leave behind sometimes and it's honestly outrageous. And I don't know if you guys have seen the news much on the on the Gold Coast and southeast Queensland, but there's kids doing shit all the time, breaking into cars, breaking into houses. And this is a result of, of, of drugs. The, these kids yeah. are taking drugs at a young age. Back 10 or 11 years ago when, when I was going out, it wasn't even a thing. It was, mm. like, you know, you have some beers with mates at home and you head to the pub and you go out if you're lucky. Like it's, yeah. It's, yeah, and so like the violence that's happening now, kids aren't thinking straight at all. And if, and if you're an aggressive-natured person and you know that within you, you need to know your triggers. Don't take that shit. Yeah. It's, just, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Just don't take it. And because it's not worth you punching a bloke and then you end up in prison for the next 15 years like us and you know you, you've just killed someone you've just ruined not just his life but the people surrounding him you've ruined mm. your life the people surrounding you if, if you within you feel like you're an aggressive person or you get triggered easily man up and don't take that shit yeah fucking just have a few beers watch yeah. the footy i think i think unfortunately though is, is, is the whole the whole idea of trying to fit in 
and the peer pressure aspect, I think that's the first big mistake that every young bloke, let's say blokes, but obviously girls do it as well. But it's as soon as you're wanting to try and fit in and you, and you, wanna, you don't want to miss out. You want to be a part of this group or this circle. And if I don't do it, well, I am. But I think what a lot of young people don't realise is when you say no, that's actually you. Not, I don't want to say that you're better than them, but you're, all of a sudden you're separating yourself from them. You're, you're now, you are a leader as such. I guess, is that something that you're trying to spread is like, try and be a leader as such and then and to Cooper, is that something that's important to you? Definitely. And um, I, I'm also, I'd, I'd like to think I'm known amongst my friends like that. Um, like I've said no plenty of times. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's okay to say no, guys. 100%. Like it's, and you know, you're not going to miss out on the best night of your life <laughs> at Sydney City in Cavill Avenue on the Gold Coast. City, geez, that yeah. takes me back to the schoolies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you don't need to go. Yeah. Have a night off. Yeah. Like, it's going to be all right. Um, yeah, you're not missing out. You're not missing out. Yeah. Right? The best nights of your life are about to come. And I think what stands out a lot of people from the rest, if you if you lead and just say no, you know, one or two friends are going to follow. Definitely are. The right ones are going to follow. That's right. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Something just come out. I don't know if I've shared this on our show, but about, it was under 16, so we grew up in Victoria playing AFL. One day, we there was a massive fight. It was a pre-season game. We were under 16, so we were six, 15, 16 years old. And I remember like there was a big fighting culture, like everyone's going through that age of frustration, you're going through school and puberty and all this sort of stuff. And each week there'd be fights, Yeah. just push and shove, nothing major. But one day it broke out, someone got swung into a fence and it was on, like I'm saying every player on the field was involved and there were people flying over the fence and punches and like blood, like not, not push and shove, like proper fighting. Game got called off. And our coach that day, I remember like even my dad talks about this day, like how powerful... He, it was what he did. So he brought us all in, calmed everybody down. And he basically, firstly, he empathised with us. He said, look, firstly, I understand what it's like to be a 16-year-old guy. I understand what you're going through. I understand half of you hate school, feel pressured. Half of you are dealing with girls for the first time. Yeah. Like half, like you've got all these issues that are, that are going on. But he said, in two years' time, you're going to be 18 years old. And you're going to be going out. And he said, these things happen in nightclubs too. Like something innocuous can happen and suddenly it's a fight and chairs are flying and, yeah. and punches are thrown. But he said, you, la- you land a punch on somebody, it might not even be a good punch, but you hit somebody in the nose and they fall back and they hit their head on the edge of the bar and that could be it for them. They, yeah. That could be lights out, game over, they're dead. He said, you have to live with that for the rest of your life. That's on you. Like you must deal with ruining somebody's, like cutting their life short at that moment, but also their family, their friends, everything that comes with it. And it just made everybody reassess kind of the importance, A, of mateship. But That's awesome. And it was really, really powerful. But yeah. have you heard anybody's story of somebody that actually may have killed somebody? And what have you ever heard? Or, or, no, no. Yeah. And that, that would be pretty confronting. But hopefully there's some traction with what I'm trying to do because I would not say I would love to. That's not necessarily like the best context. But like I, I, I want to meet people. I, I, yeah. want to, I want to talk to both sides. Yeah, um, that's what I really admire about you already. Like I really like that. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 because at the same time, yes, you've made a really, 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 really bad decision. It's, it's really bad. But you're, you're alive here to, to talk about your decision because, you know, there, there might be someone on the weekend this weekend who's fueled by something too mm-hmm. many, but you can be that, that alpha influence. You know, like I, I, I can be an alpha influence on a certain type of young fella. But um, I don't know if I can be that alpha influence on that big butch footy guy, you know, like that's that's purely physical. But you have these guys who are like that. Have a chat to them. I'm, I'm, I'm open to talking to anybody who has been within this space because we can 
at least help one or two people. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I can really empathize with the youth like, that are going through that because I remember being that young guy too. Like yeah. I remember always, not always, but you would go out and you'd have a few beers and like you would almost try and you, you would just almost like, what do they call it? They call it like um, liquid courage. Yeah. Like, Yep. You have a beer and you all of a sudden grow bigger muscles. Yeah. Like yeah. you all of a sudden feel like, oh, I could take on anyone. Like, And it could just be a little bump and you turn and you're kind of like, I remember doing that. So I can empathize with blokes. Unfortunately, it's it's on another level now with the drugs yeah. and, and, and so forth. But are your mates, do you find that some of your mates, and you talked about them being traumatized still to, to a certain extent, have they seen any other instances when it comes to, I guess, the coward punch or, or do they know anyone else who's been affected? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they do because um, down home, especially in a rural country town, it's all the time. There's violence all the time. I remember in school, like, there was, there was fights all the time. Um, it was a very rugby league orientated area down there too. So within the, the country rugby league community, like, growing up, there was a lot of fights, particularly not even... With footy, it was, it was all on. In the crowd or? Yeah, in the crowd. Like even, even in my soccer grades growing up, we had a lot of dust-ups in the crowd. Um, it was result then onto the field. It was, so it's just these, these rural places. But talking about the rural places back 10 years ago, like it's probably still the same, but it's, it's everywhere now. I think, um, unfortunately, don't know his name, but the, the year that I got hit was when um, the young fella at schoolies died. And that's what sort of started this whole the whole movement because yeah i got i got hit at the start of the year and then the young fella died in november and in schoolies so and that's how this is all all sort of started but i'm sure my mates have a a lot of stories to tell like Mm. we we saw violence not not like um what you see in the movies and stuff but fights all the time yeah it was all the time going out yeah yeah and especially i guess like your introverted sort of style of people or if you're into art if you're into soccer or anything growing up like you sort of stand out a little bit differently from that from that culture down in those rug, rugby league orientated towns. So you were a target. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, and that's not taken away from these rugby league boys. Like I had a lot of great mates within that community, but um, unfortunately, it's just it was just monkey see, monkey do. There was a lot of fights. Yeah. I said earlier about empathising and I really do empathise because like you said, I remember I was an aggro 16-year-old too. Like I loved fights, not for any other reason and it felt good to like it just let out steam on the weekend. Like I wasn't yeah. hitting the gym yet or anything like that and mm. playing footy and you get into a little bust. I wasn't punching, throwing punches, but just if, I don't know. So I empathise with these kids too and I want to ask you because a large portion of our audience, in, especially in the Victoria sector, they are big into AFL. They're yep. playing. They're 15, 16, 17, that, like yep. that age group that are going through it now and they're going to come to the age of going out. Yep. What about diffusing situations when things arise? So I'd like you to talk on if it's a close mate of yours or even within yourself, but yep. what if you see something happening? Do you, Is it dangerous to go and get involved and try and stop a fight of two guys are about to come to blows or is it better to go in and try and stop it? Like, I, Where do you sit on that? It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really tricky one because um, you've got to weigh up. You're, I'm all about diffusing the situation um, and reading the room, particularly like say us three are going out, you know, and all of a sudden one of us notice, one of us are starting to get a bit triggered and going off. You need to tell your mate to go home. Yeah. If he's going to arc up at you to say, mate, I've already booked you your Uber, I'm going to wait with you. It's as simple as that. I'm going to yeah. wait with you until your Uber picks you up and I'm going to watch you get in the car. And be man enough to say that to your mates because tomorrow they're going to thank you. They're going to hate you at the moment, but who cares? It's only, what, an hour of your life that they're going to hate you. They're going to yeah. thank you tomorrow. Yeah. Because all of a sudden he, it spills out onto the street and he's just kit, king hit someone and then killed them. So these young kids who are about to go go out, and stick to playing footy, 
stick to doing sport because I think sport is uh, an amazing outlet for, for your energy and channeled aggression and whatever. Don't take it out on the other players. Just take it out on your on your physical ability and, and, and get it out there because I think sport is the best avenue to release that because you often find a lot of young blokes in particular will stop playing footy once they start going out. Yeah, definitely. So once you hit 18, don't stop playing footy. Yeah, yeah. Don't stop playing footy. If it, um, uh, and if you're in a trade or whatever, you get if, if your body can allow you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. mine didn't. So yeah. Yeah. could have been something one day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I told everyone it could have played <laughs> AFL. If it wasn't for my, I was good schlatters. Yeah. <laughs> That's knees for people playing yeah. at home. <laughs> but just uh, stick within the realm of sport. Just stay with sport because. Okay, you can't play it, but you can still have a, you know, you can have a muck around at training or whatever. Yeah, well, in Doss's case, he could uh, wash the uniforms for the players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a, I was a yeah. kit man. Yeah, cut yeah. the oranges. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, be the just be involved. Boy. Be yeah. involved. Yeah, because yeah. then you're still around your mates, and you know, if you got a Monday to Friday job, you get your weekends off. Still be within sport. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I like that. Um, and then if you're going out with your mates, just make sure if one of them starts carrying on like a dickhead, you're gonna stop them. Mm, yeah, yeah. Be be man enough to stop them. Yeah, because I, I know that I'm confident enough to talk to one of my mates if they're carrying on, and I know that I'm confident enough to stop them. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. with the actual punch itself, right? Or in your case, kick. Yep. And it's it's a coward uh, move. It's from behind. It's you have no idea it's about to happen. Is the biggest worry, or or the or, or the most dangerous part of it, is it the potential of not only getting them in the right spot, but I think what people don't think about is what Dee mentioned, which is if your head hits the ground, it, you know, hits the wrong spot, do you reckon that gets educated enough more so than the actual punch itself? Like what, what do you think does the most damage? I guess it depends yeah. on the punch or the kick or... It, de- it depends, man. Like um, in my case, like I was sitting down, I'd cop the full brunt yeah. face on. You know, if he had a, got me from behind, would I still be here? I don't know. It was know. face on. Yeah, it was I thought it was from like, literally on the footy, and he's kicked me here. Oh, yeah. God. But had it been from behind, I don't know if it would have changed anything. I think it's a matter of um, educating. I, I don't know necessarily if getting in schools is the right thing because going back when I was in school, I didn't listen to a thing that people like yeah. people would come out and do these talks, and you're falling asleep. Like, yeah, when you're in high school, you're not your attention. You get yeah. nothing. Um, I think it's more the case of these eighteen to twenty-one year old. Fellas, you know, like our minds are all mush. We're thinking about girls. We're thinking about going out all the time. I think we need to try and tap an avenue where we put it back on to um, the young girls as well. If, if, if one of the girls notice a situation and see their boyfriend acting like a dickhead or, okay, that you know, there's potential that this guy and girl, they're about to go home together and he's carrying on like an idiot, you need to step in. I know it's, I know it's unfortunate, not unfortunate, but there's potential risks. Of, of getting involved but bring a group with you go get go get security go get the manager of the place that you're at but if you're a young woman as well and don't get me wrong young women have been a victim of this as well of course but i think me personally if i was carrying on like an idiot and my partner pulled me up on it i'm stopping like i'm and i don't know if that's now that i'm a bit older i'm saying that but when, when you're younger and you're fueled by you know wanting to get with girls and things like that I'm pretty sure if a, if a young pretty girl is telling you to stop, you're going to stop. Yeah. I think I think it's yeah, and I think it comes to a, that will also then um, reflect on amongst your group and amongst your mates. Like it's and and also these days, mate, with all the martial arts and UFC and I all, know. mate, you don't know what people can do to you. Like yeah, that's right. Someone yeah. could be able to 
wrap you up into a pretzel. Like, you know, yeah. like just totally destroy you. Yeah. Like yeah. you just yeah. don't, it's, it's not just punching anymore. It's like kicks, it's yeah. everything. And, and that little fella who you think that, you, <laughs> that you're going to belt, yeah. mate, he's just, he's just left, yeah. right, good night. You're going to yeah. like, yeah. yeah. I think what needs to happen is these 18-year-olds who are about to go into life potentially in their last year of school need to get educated a bit more mm. and um, it, it all stems with their – I think we unfortunately have to do self-defence. I think self-defence needs to be in school. It's just an unfortunate um, reality that, that we have to do it because you never know when you're going to need it. Everybody loves travelling. Yeah, um, so you're going to go overseas where everybody's mm. cultures are different and you get ruffled up by someone. It's, I think self-defence should be a, a priority for mm. all people, men, uh, men and women. Yeah. Uh, like it's, I know it's so tough because it's all hypotheticals and I don't want to speak on behalf of, I mean, it'd be great to have uh, speak with a woman here too to hear yeah, her yeah. perspective of, because like you said, all the things before about potentially it could be, she might feel this high compared exactly. to two yeah. big blokes that are about to come to blows. But is there a way, like even just precautionary steps prior to this, even getting to a, a physical escalation, is there, is there any warning signs on, say, your mates that, okay, once they have six beers, all right, that's when they that's when they grow the muscles. Or that's like, can you somehow, even before it gets to that point of, is there a way we can like try and prevent it yeah. get, even getting to that stage? Definitely. I think it, especially at that, in those younger 20s, like you, you're getting blackout drunk. Like yeah. You're just, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's funny and it's fun. I think all it takes is one bloke within your group of mates to say, oh, we need to cut him off. It's yep. just, yeah. you know, like it's all funny and fun and oh, it's all that you laugh about it the next day that you vomited in the shower or oh, it's freaking hilarious. But, you know, I'll just grow up a little bit and hmm. put your mate to bed. I know it's really hard for these younger people to even listen to this and take it all in because they're probably not going to. Um, of course, yeah. But it's the, the little steps that say you're at a pub and your mate's getting sloppy, he's falling asleep, he's just lost a bet on a horse and he starts saying every swear word under the sun. So we really should send Billy home. Like let's just let's just call him a cab, or you get the the bar staff to call him a, ta- a cab. You gotta you gotta look for these signs, especially if you have a mate who's got those little aggressive intuitions about mm-hmm. them as well. Yeah, and it's just about educating your group of mates. If you it, all it takes is for one of you to think about it, and then you talk to your next mate about it. That's right. But you gotta act on it. Mm. Yeah, you got to act on it. With, with your mum and dad, I'd love to know if you've had a conversation like now years on now that you, you want to spread this message and push it hard because I think back to my parents and when I would go out, literally my parents, my dad in particular, he would always say like, mate, I don't care what time, I don't care what time it is, just message me and I'll pick you up. Like I don't care if it's freaking 5 a.m., 12 in the middle of the night, you know, 2am, just come, I'll, I'll come and get you. Because I know now he was so worried about, not me, but all the other dickheads out there. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's people on the street that, that want that want to get into a Barney and they want to dust up. Have you had a conversation with your mum and dad and have you heard how much it did affect them? Yeah, it was, it was mainly when I started doing all this campaigning and um, there, was, there was the chat about, oh, potentially not doing it as well just because... Um, we're a bit worried about the negative aspect of, you know, the potential people who think that it's not real or um, who were there that night that were affected from 
the other guy's point of view as well because I don't I don't want to put any shit on that side. So that's that's what we sort of talked about and dad and mum like thinking about it as well. They always just say that sort of stuff too and they've been super supportive of me doing this. Um, I don't think we've gone too in depth. Like I have checked on them to say, hey, do you guys want me to do this? Are you worried about you guys receiving anything at all? And they've been super supportive. I haven't gone too in depth with them. I don't I don't know if. I think that will be the final thing. Like I'll, I'll get probably pretty upset if I have a chat with them because, you know, dad's pretty tough. So I, I've never seen that emotional side to dad. But um, I, I reckon that I'd be, I'd crumble pretty mm. hard. I think probably post this run, we'll have a good, have a really good chat. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've penciled it in. Like I, I really want to. So, yeah, because like even, even thinking about it now and feeling it now, like I, I, I know that they've obviously been impacted. They're just strong because I'm their son like, and they're just supporting me. So we've never really gone too deep with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But we will post-run. Great. Yeah. One of the sort of final questions I have on this topic before we move more into the run, advice for parents, advice you'll be giving to Cooper when he's 18. Like yeah. well, what, what would you say to the young parents or, or not necessarily young parents, but parents that are going to have to, there's going to come a time where their kids, whether they're male or female, are going out and, Getting into these crowds, what's your advice? I guess it's um, you obviously start young. It's it's almost like it falls into the category of bullying and harassment and all that sort of stuff that I'm I'm, I'm obviously going to teach when he's a little kid. But um, it's it's I would love to these kids to to be leader, just leading by example, mate. If 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 you see that there's an awful situation, you you either chat to that person or just remove yourself entirely remove yourself from that situation because you don't need to get hurt completely if it's confrontational between two people um like what we were talking about before do we diffuse it or not you just obviously got to assess it and if it if it looks like it's going to be a risk to you you need to remove yourself entirely um because it's honestly not worth more people getting hurt no yeah um and i think for especially innocent people exactly yeah, yeah. so if, if you notice that things are getting out of hand because all of a sudden then it's like what you see in footy like how they all jump in but like yeah. when they're doing it at the clubs you know all of a sudden five blokes have just been hurt like we could have contained it to just the two boys who were having a blue and like what happened to me on the night when i got hit my, my mate who was sitting next to me he immediately then jumped on me and laid on me so really just, just in case yeah he was going to do more wow so, yeah so it's assess the situation obviously act on your natural um instinct but Make sure, make sure that your safety is also a priority as well. Mm, yeah, right. yeah. Now, now coming to the run, yep. hundred clicks. Uh, tell us a bit more details around the dates, when yep. it's happening, yep. and how can everyone else get involved? Yeah. Also, yep. how people can get involved post run if they're listening to yep. this post the run. Yeah, awesome. Um, so it's Saturday, July eighth. So next Saturday. Reason being, July eighth is that um, Stop the Cow Punch campaign have secured the Brisbane Lions versus West Coast game as a fundraising game. Great. We were waiting for the draw to get announced, and uh, here, here I am hoping it's a seven thirty kickoff, but it's the worst possible time at one fifteen or whatever. It on is. a Sunday, uh, or on a Saturday. Yeah. So, and they, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they get a wiggle. They, yeah. yeah, they want me to finish. Um, really? Yeah. At the stadium. So in the stadium on on game day. Um, and wow, the, mate. And the Lions like you have a twelve p.m. to twelve fifteen p.m. finish although it's give me a 15 minute window after 100k so i'm gonna start the night before and i've got one of my best mates he's riding he's pushy next to me so i'm gonna start at 5 p.m the night before i'm allowing myself heaps of time for anything to go wrong overnight but it's pretty much just an overnight overnight mm. shift hanging out with my mate on a pushy and we'll end up at the gabba so yeah. um 
And the whole reason behind 100K, I've never done it, but it's more so the the mental and physical challenge and the message that I want to, to get out to people is, um, you know, okay, Blake, 11 years ago, was extremely fragile. He got really hurt, could have died. That's the reality. I could have died that night. Over the course of the, the last 10 years, I've worked really hard on myself mentally and physically to, to get to where I'm at. You know, I've, I've got loving partner, baby, house, a really good career. I have the ability now to train for 100K. I was like, that's that's pretty bloody good. And all these young fellas who are struggling and have no goals, no drive or anything, all you need to do is put on your shoes and start training and you can do yeah. a marathon. You can go for 100K. It's just those little small wins that mm. will get you there. So I want to not necessarily make this about me. I want to be the, the image that when I was 20 to 25, I had no real role models to sort of look up to that had suffered something like this before. Just get out there, chuck your shoes on. That's the hardest part, and 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 then you set. Yeah. So. Tell, you what, tell you what, Brisbane West Coast. It's ironic to stop the coward punch. I mean, with with the way West Coast are going and Brisbane are going <laughs> at the moment, gee, it could be an absolute bloodbath that game. But how far have you run before? Yeah. Are you a runner in general? And and talk to us a little bit about the training and prep that you're, yeah. you've been doing. Yeah. So obviously, amateur athlete. Like I, I enjoy running um i've done two or three marathons now um oh that's 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 so, okay pretty yeah I'm, I'm not as worried for you now yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah my training my training has been really good body feels really good too i um i did a 40k last saturday so that was my sort last sort of big run and i was like oh if i can hit 40 to 42 i'm, I'm sweet for yeah. for the eighth but um yeah, I did Melbourne Marathon last year, and that was one of my favourite runs. It was it was awesome. Um, yeah, cool. Not being from down there too, like you you run through the whole city, and yeah, it was really cool. But yeah, my prep leading into this is just obviously a lot of K's diet. I've, I was a vegetarian for about two months just to really detox, get rid of a bit of the baby fat, and my clarity mentally was a lot clearer too when I was when I was vegetarian. So um. Mixing it up a bit now with some meat and stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the vego diet really got me through. Oh, there you go. We might have to have a look at that. Yeah, well, I sure. might have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that helped me a lot, and yeah, just smashing through the kilometres. And now, probably the last month, knowing that I have to run overnight, I've done a couple of night runs and stuff too. So yeah. it's fucking cold. What yeah. kind of pace are we going <laughs> to yeah. be looking at? Yeah. Do you think? Look, looking probably for the the marathon to the fifty k, probably six minute k's. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. If I can hit 50k running, then I'm sweet to walk the rest. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah of course, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, it'll be run, walk, probably that last 50. But it's if I, tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But if I can hit 50, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. So how do people actually donate yeah, to the so, cause? Um, all, all on my Instagram. Um, I've got the the link and stuff sorted there. So um, it's um, every and I'm, I'm also um, selling beanies and and socks through i started a virtual run club called mates run this was during the height of covid when you couldn't actually run or yeah. train with people so and you were limited to doing like a half an hour workout or something externally or yeah. Uh, yeah. whatever it was five k's yeah. out of your radius something that, like that was that. us in melbourne yeah, yeah. yeah something like that and um i was like far out all i want to do is just hang out with someone so I just started Mates Run as a virtual run club. So I'd schedule it, say, oh, Saturday, blah, 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 I'm doing a run. And then say you're down in Melbourne, do a run on this day, just just then chuck it up on your story and tag yeah, nice. Mates Run. So that way we're all running together. Yeah, cool. Um, so that's what I'm doing. I'm doing it through Mates Run as well. Just I'm also doing it as a Mates Run. So like on that Saturday while I'm suffering out in the, the two degrees um, in the early hours of the morning, do a mates run. So go for a run, do a 5K, chuck it up on your story. And Come on, Dossie. So, yeah, the pressure's yeah, on. Yeah, the pressure's on. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, 
but but it's all all um, the link and stuff's all via my Instagram. So hopefully hopefully you get a, a couple more clicks up and. and what, what's your Instagram? So, yeah, so it's the Mano. So the underscore underscore Mano. Um, and yeah, just it chuck us a message on there and stuff as well. Um, if you wanted to get a beanie or a pair of socks, yeah, and all profits are going towards it. I'm not making any money from this. Good so, on you, mate. Yeah, yeah. And just finally, have you are you in, obviously in line with Danny Green? Have you spoken to him or have you had any contact? Uh, not not yet. Not but, yet. Um, he's going to be at the game. So, right. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, the campaigner let me know that like I get to hang out with him after and I'll be stuffed. Have a beer but, with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll have half a beer with him. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'll be ready for bed. But um, but yeah, he's he's going to be there. He's uh, I think he's a West Coast fan. So. Yeah, he is, oh, he too. is yeah, of course. He's from yeah, WA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually think he's a Parramatta fan as well. So he's he's going to get along really well. We'll, we'll have something to talk about. So yeah. it's good. Good, mate. Yeah. Well, Blake, yeah. we just want to, mate, firstly, commend you because what Thanks, you're doing man. is yeah. bloody amazing. Thank you. Um, I really resonate with your story, not because it's happened to me, but because I've also been a young bloke and I've loved yeah. a beer. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I empathize with all these young guys, but you're someone that's had this happen to them. Sorry that it happened to you. But what you're doing now after the aftermath of it is just amazing and you should be yeah. really proud of yourself. Thanks, mate. So, mate, we just want to thank you for, for no, coming th- on. Thanks, boys. Yeah, really appreciate it. And um, I think obviously knowing your audience and stuff too, hopefully we can help one or two young kids and, Definitely. you know, guys or girls. But, um, yeah, mainly mainly, mainly the – obviously all ties into men's mental health as well. So, um, Well, it's Men's Mental Health Month, I think. Well, there this we month, go. I yeah, think. Yeah. So, and, and it all ties into that. And yeah. I think um, particularly over the last 10 years we've seen a massive rise with with the unfortunate stats. So yeah. if I can do my bit in helping one young person feel a bit better, then we're good to go. That's so, it, mate. It only yeah. takes one person to, yep. to listen and have that, that message yep. you know, in their brain. And when that time comes, they know what to do and, exactly. and something, something stops. So, yep. yeah, thank you so much, Blake. Really appreciate it. It's been awesome Thanks, chatting with you. And, um, yeah, can't wait to see. Good luck. Thank yeah, you. good luck. Can't wait to, uh, to watch on from uh, from the distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, might, we might do our mates run. Yeah, we'll do a mate's run. We'll do a mate's run. Yeah, we'll do a mate's run. Yeah. 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 We'll do that. Cheers, Blake. Thanks, Blake. Cheers, boys. D, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And, of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And, of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, D? It's at DawsonD underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode.